0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Wolf Radio. It is Jerry Scarlato, and we are talking to a local celebrity here in A-Town. If you're not in A-Town, you're going to know Nikki very soon. This is Nikki Taylor. Nikki owns Yoga Studio 43 here in Alexandria, Kentucky. I think that the business has been around about as long as we've been around, maybe seven years or so. Um, She has just a fantastic community just a great community. Um, Her passion for not only yoga, but for the community and for helping people and for spreading her word, which you'll hear a lot about here during this episode, is just phenomenal. Her mindset about just life in general is mind-blowing, if you will. Um, Her ability to detach herself from outcome and her ability to... um, Put her effort into put as much effort into things, even though she realizes, hey, the things may not be there at the end of the day. Like you know, the things may be taken away from me, but I'm going to put tons of effort into it right now. Like her ability to do those things is just really phenomenal. Um, nonetheless, I'm not going to tell you all of her secrets. You'll have to listen to the episode to find them out. So here, my friends, is Nikki. Hey, so. <laughs> Everybody, this is Nikki. Hi. Hi. Good to see you as well. Um, so <laughs> distracted. Uh, Nikki told me to make sure that everyone knew that she just got done with a <laughs> sixty-minute hot yoga class. Yeah. And what kind of temperature? You said one hundred fifteen degrees. One
1: hundred and fifteen degrees. Yeah. Yes. And I did not know that this would be on film.
0: Yes. She was so very much thrown off whenever <laughs> she walked in, and she goes, "Are people going to see me?" I said, "Yeah, mom and dad are going to see you." <laughs>
1: It's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's all good. Um, so for my mom and dad who may not know you, and <laughs> maybe the other people. Hi, know. mom and dad. Hi, <laughs> mom and dad. Um, and anybody else? Brief description about who you are, and then we'll talk about what we're going to talk about.
1: Sure. Well, my name is Nikki, and I own uh, Studio 43 in uh, right up the road. And I um, do hot yoga, bar and Pilates. Um, I run a lot. And I love people, and that's pretty much what I do for a living. Mm-hmm.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about, which may end up in this episode anyway. I don't know. We'll see because it was a good conversation. But um, we were just talking about how, like, you're, you're very uh, – you're good with the way that things are. You're not attached to the way that things are. Uh, things – you're not attached to things. You're not attached to ideas, maybe.
1: Maybe ideas. Yeah? Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, it's been 13 years since my dad died. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things in my life that I do like to control. Mm -hmm. You know, you ask my sister. Mm -hmm. Maybe my husband. Mm -hmm. I like to control things and situations. Mm -hmm. I can't help that. That is part of who I am. Um, I'm very type A, very kind of tight wound. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to... Things happening in life. I realize that there is just like sometimes things happen. And you can't predict that. So when it comes to the studio, I think the reason why it's been so successful is because I just have the mentality of if it works, great. If it doesn't, great. I can always go back to doing dental hygiene. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I always have that fallback. So my mentality for it is if it doesn't make sense for me, financially and if it doesn't make sense in the sense that like I don't like it anymore then I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me I think that that's the entire reason why it's been successful mm-hmm. because I love it. I love going every single day. I mean, you know, with being a business owner there are definitely challenges. Mm-hmm. It's definitely you know, not always easy and rainbows and butterflies and all that stuff, but really it's just if it works great, if it doesn't that's fine too. Like then it's not meant to be. It's not meant for me. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that if something is meant for you, it will work out. And if it's not, it won't. And that means something else is coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, I, again, <laughs> I wish that I, and I think I've done a better job of this, but I wish I had, I was better at that mentality because I know. As you're saying it, like, I know from me, like, I have held this place back in
2: ways mm-hmm. because I want it to be a certain thing. Sure. Because
0: I'm I'm more attached to it than I should be. Mm-hmm. I'm more attached to, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it. Maybe, I, well, I'll, I'll say it out loud and we'll see what makes sense. <laughs> um, I'm more attached to the outcome than I should be, but I'm not attached to the outcome because it needs to feed my ego. I'm not sure. concerned about that. I'm attached to the outcome because I believe that people need help. Sure. And I don't say that in like, oh, poor people. Like, no, no. But like, we all, we all need, need help in a certain way. Yeah, we all do. And it just so happens that we work in an industry where a lot of people are lost. Mm-hmm. Not, they're just lost because there's just so much misinformation. and the, And even the good information that's out there, it's like, I don't know. Is this person right? Is that person right? right?
1: I will say that is so hard. Oh, that is so ridiculous. hard. And I will say, like, with especially like what you do, mm. um, there are so many things. I mean, with yoga and bar and Pilates, it's like that too. Mm. But with the strength training, nutrition, and mm. all that stuff that you guys really focus on, mm. I mean, you hear one person say, you know, Be a vegetarian. That's Mm. the best way to eat. And then you have another person on the other spectrum like, no, like you want to just eat meat, you know. know. I know. And they're both. And you're like, what is right? What is wrong? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, you know, and honestly, I feel like that, too, with fitness. Like, you know, some people say, well, you know, excuse my language, Mm -hmm. mom and dad, but like lift heavy shit. That's the only way to, you know, get Mm -hmm. in shape. And I also don't believe in that either. Like Mm -hmm. strength is important. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. But I also feel like if you're not doing something that you like to do, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna do it, number one, and you're not gonna get any benefits. So, like for me, I know that the amount of cardio that I do is never gonna get me in the best shape of my life. I know that. It's not great for you to run 50 miles a week or 60 miles a week. I know that. And I know if I wanna get in the best shape of my life, I gotta do less running, do more strength, but I don't like it. So, if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to do what I like. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that is really hard, too, because people are like, well, this person said I have to do this, but I don't like doing this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this is the best way or this is the best way. And, you know, really the best way is to do what you like. Mm -hmm. And if you're moving and you're, you know, nourishing yourself the best way that you can, that's really all that matters,
2: Uh, in
1: my opinion.
0: Well... I'll agree, and let's see if I can find a way to push back. But I'll definitely agree. Well,
1: I- no, I know that there's pushback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that's not the right answer. Well, no, no, no.
2: I don't you mean, know, I don't mean you know pushback I mean. in the sense that
1: I know. Yeah, but like I mean, like I said, I know that I'm not in the best shape of my life. Like 100%. because I don't do the things
0: sure that well, I should. Well, I think well, I think that 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 statement can be misconstrued. You're in great shape. Sure. And yet you're not in. The best, well-rounded shape that yes. you could be. In, yes, I that's think. what I mean. Yes. You see, you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to put words. No, that's They're exactly not. what I'm saying. Yeah. So most people would say 50 miles a week. I'd say you're in pretty freaking good shape, right? But, but I'm in
1: good running shape.
0: But it's a different kind. It, yeah. What You're saying is well-rounded health. Yes. Shape.
1: Yes. I'm in great. So, I'm in great running shape. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. But as far as like strength goes, I could yeah. definitely be stronger. Yeah. You know, I could definitely make improvements mm-hmm. on other aspects to mm-hmm. be more Mm well-rounded and in shape if that makes sense 100
0: percent. yeah so just totally agree like if you don't because that goes with nutrition it goes with exercise like well this is what they said they said whoever i know social media yeah 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 (laughs) like the guy who has his shirt off yeah (laughs) anyway um another rabbit hole but this is what they said. They said, I should do this. Okay. There's some truth that definitely that's probably a good thing. Sure. But like so many people have stopped a thing because they don't enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. They go, well, if that's the thing I have to do. Then I'm not going to do any of it. Sure. The logic behind that, I'm not, I'm just not going to do any of it. If that's the thing I have to do, or even like if I have to do a lot of it mm-hmm. to be in really good shape, why should I do any of it? Like that logic just leads you to, keep not doing things right any amount of movement is important first of all second of all yes while there are definitely i believe dimensions of fitness that everyone should touch on Mm -hmm. you don't have to be perfect in all of them right you should do most of the thing that you enjoy because it's better than sitting and staring at your tv all day absolutely or at your phone all day yes or whatever the thing is that you're doing to cover up your non-right
1: movement i agree i agree
0: So, most definitely that. And yet, I also believe that sometimes those things, because maybe we don't pay attention to, uh, in the moment, we're not thinking about the long run, Mm -hmm. going back to your original point of, well, I don't enjoy it, so I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. In the long run, potentially, being a runner and mostly focusing on running now, a decade from now, or two decades from now, could could come back to bite you. Sure. If you're not... Some to a small degree, sure to a small degree, even yeah, focusing on other the other points,
1: right? Uh, like that can be true with anything, anything in 100%. excess isn't fantastic for you.
0: Always a point of diminishing returns, yeah, yeah, broccoli, yeah, all the-
1: <laughs> If you just eat broccoli, that's yeah. probably not going to be great for you, yeah. but a little bit is good for you.
0: So, I think awareness, yeah, is like the key,
1: yes, of course. And I will say, I'm turning 40 this year in September, and I have made. Congratulations, you're uh, great, thank my you. Way. Thank you. I I've made an, an effort to really add in more strength. Mm-hmm. So you know, I did Boston a couple weeks ago, and I told myself after that marathon, I am going to dial back on running, and I am going to up the strength. And I will say, I mean, you know, I had to take a couple weeks to recover, mm-hmm. but I have really challenged myself to do that, and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for me, you know, I will say I have you know, battled eating disorders, like, my whole life, and
2: can I cuss on here?
1: It's a mind fuck. Mm -hmm. I can't, it's hard to undo what I have, like, built up for so long because, you know, I do a lot of, like, reflection and a lot of, like, meditation, and, you know, there was just one session that I was, like, in my sauna, and, you know, I just kind of try to close my eyes and breathe and just kind of reflect on things. And, you know, I realized that, you know, my last relapse of an eating disorder was probably seven or eight years ago. And it's like right when I started doing hot yoga and running. I only took my first hot yoga class because I was knee-deep in an eating disorder. It was 4th of July. Nothing was open except for a hot yoga studio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go because I need to get my workout in. I was so obsessive. And um, I went and, you know, something just kind of, Just, you know, like, light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I spent the last, like, 10 minutes on my mat just crying. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is going on? This is just so weird. Like, but all these emotions were coming out from, like, the sweat, the breathing deep, the, you know, the things that the yoga instructor says, you Mm -hmm. know, about self-acceptance and, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I think I might need to come back. And then I started running at the same time. So I started to really heal mentally mentally and even physically with the yoga practice. And then I started running too. But over the years as I was healing, I don't think I really realized that I kind of replaced my obsessive compulsive behavior of my eating disorder mm-hmm. with running. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when I go into something, I go all in. Mm-hmm. That and right. that's just type A. Mm-hmm. And you can't, like, I can't help that. Mm-hmm. So while it was a good thing, you know, but I was like, i want to do a 5K. Okay, well I'm gonna do that. Okay, well now I'm gonna do a half marathon. Well, now I want to run a marathon, but, like, that was never enough. Then I had to run the Boston Marathon, Mm -hmm. and then I did that. And I was like, well, i got to do it again and Mm -hmm. again and again and again. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I just ran my fifth one, and I'm like, when is enough enough? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, when can I accept that, you know, you don't have to do those things. You Mm -hmm. know, I read this book, and it was, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was about chasing that dopamine high Mm -hmm. and how, like, Why can't you just be in the here and the now? Mm -hmm. And so it's something that I really try to work on and really try to focus on. But I'm human. I'm a type A. you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's hard to balance everything, Mm -hmm. to not have attachment, to, you know, do all the right things. But, you know, it's life. It's a work Mm -hmm. in progress. So, you know, I will say that as much as I love the running and it helps save me from a lot of things, it also you
0: know, it's still supporting the thing that you still
1: supporting the thing that I was trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware of it.
0: I'm working on
1: it mm-hmm. because you know, you got to work on yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. And, you know, so I'm trying to dial it back, do more strength and really get into better overall health as I approach mm-hmm. 40 mm-hmm. versus, you know, not, that's not to say I'm not going to do, you know, another marathon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I probably will at some mm-hmm. point, but, it's not my main focus anymore. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. So there's a quote that I love from a guy named Carl Young. He was a psychologist back in the day. Um, If you don't make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you will call it fate. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, like, that's the goal Mm -hmm. here is what we're talking about. Like, you recognize that all you did was replace one thing with another to feed this thing that is inside of you. Right. And if you recognize that the thing is inside of you, then you can decide what you want to do with it. Right. And you can decide. Uh, see, I don't believe, yep, I don't believe that you should, like, try and, like, suppress that.
1: No. Because then you're suppressing. You are.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. For sure. But I do feel like there's ways to, Not that like, I hear that that's
0: what you're saying. No, no, no. But, yeah,
1: no. But mm-hmm. I do feel like there's ways to just, you know, be mindful of, like, not dangerous but maybe a little bit dangerous 100%. of habits. And but you know running for me it also while I did replace one thing with another running itself for me is very therapeutic. Mm. So I like it, I enjoy it. I go, I like going out with my friends. I like having that camaraderie. I like all of that stuff about it. You know, I just mean the obsessive. I have to train, mm-hmm. I have to run fast, I have mm-hmm. to run Boston, like those things, you know those don't have to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. I've already done them. I've accomplished those goals. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to kill myself anymore. And so I think part of that is just learning to recognize and then learning to let go of, you know, certain aspects of yourself. And it's always hard to close, like, chapters of your life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a different person than what you have been for so long is hard.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I think it's important for personal growth and just for, overall health to be a novice at something because it gives you that excitement so like I'm excited to add more strength training into my life because I don't know how to do it Mm -hmm. you know so I'm excited to learn and to find a new challenge and to like be bad at something so that I can get good at it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so yeah I'm excited about that so Mm -hmm. uh, you know I've really um done a lot more work on like the Pilates reformers that we have at the studio uh I've walked out of, I did like a class for myself, you know, mm-hmm. but I kicked my own ass and I was mm-hmm. sore for three days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, why don't I do this more? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have full access to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can do a lot of strength work on those machines. Oh, so, you know, I'm like, why don't I just access what I have? And so that's, I've really started to, to kind of do more mm-hmm. of strength. And I, I, I do like it, mm-hmm. you know, but we'll see.
0: Well, I think that that's one of the hardest things like, a, for a person to do right is to push back on their identity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, your identity has been a runner and, yeah.
1: you know. And yoga, yoga you know, and, and, which I love. I mean, if I had to pick one thing to do for the rest of my life, if I could only do one modality mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, it would be hot yoga. Mm-hmm. That is by far my favorite thing mm-hmm. on the planet.
0: I will say it is the bomb.
1: Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because it's not too strenuous on your body. You sweat, Mm -hmm. you learn how to breathe and tap into your breath, Mm -hmm. and you get such great movement and such great stretching. I mean, there's nothing bad about it. I mean, if you hate the heat, then you might hate it, (laughs) but...
0: (laughs) And yet, I would say anybody who hates the heat, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If you hate the heat, you might hate it. Mm -hmm. Just like if you hate the cold, you might not take cold showers. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: Oh, gosh. I tried to do that, too. I know it's so good for you. I would get in the sauna and then fill up my bathtub with ice cold water. Yeah. I hate
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) loved the way it made me feel. but the endorphins that are released, the adrenaline adrenaline, that's released, like all that good stuff, but, man, to be in there.
1: You know, honestly, it's not even that, actually, being in there. I didn't mind it because it was a challenge. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, probably, like, Four hours after, my body felt like garbage. It did the same thing when I did cryotherapy. I, like no absolutely horrible, yeah. awful. Like I felt stiff. I Hi. felt tight. Yeah, awful,
0: mm-hmm.
1: awful. I think did you get I, headaches from it. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I think my body just prefers heat. <laughs> I, I do. I really do because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do. It's why you
0: want to live in Florida? Yes. Or, uh, by uh, yeah, because I
1: really wanted to. You know, you read so much about like doing. The cold. sauna and then the cold, cold. plunge, mm-hmm. you know. And Nick really wanted to get one of those cold plunge tubs. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I was like, you know, we have a bathroom.
2: <laughs> so let's, like,
1: try this first yeah. and see. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it, great at the time. And even yeah. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe even an hour after, it felt great. Yeah. But then, like, four hours later,
0: awful. Interesting.
1: Garbage. Yeah. Felt like garbage. But like I said, same thing happened with cryotherapy. So yeah. maybe my body just doesn't like that extreme cold.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You no, know, my sister said that about cryotherapy. She didn't say the body thing, but mm-hmm. she said she, like, she started going to the place up in Crestview. Mm-hmm.
1: That's where I went. Was like, a girlfriend elite, I think.
0: Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and she's like, yeah, man, I started having headaches, like, pretty mm-hmm. soon after. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I had headaches, too. Yeah. So maybe it's just not for everyone.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, again, this is just my whatever pushback side of me that thinks out loud. Like I think everyone should figure out a way to build small amounts of those things. Sure. Like I think of the, I think of like movement in a bunch of different capacities. I think of movement in a physical capacity. I think of movement in like like our eyes. Like big reason why a lot of people are going blind. Blind is a strong word, but anyway, have trouble with their eyes is because we sit up close to things. We stare yeah. at things that are up close to us. We don't we don't go outside. We don't do far uh, seeing uh, visualization. We don't like be in nature regularly. And I think that that's a big reason why our eyes are going bad. The same reason why so many people have trouble when it's 65 degrees outside and Mm -hmm. they're covered up with clothes is because we live in a 72 degree world where inside it's 72 degrees and our car's 72 degrees. Wherever we go, it's about 72 degrees. And so we don't have any thermo regulatory movement, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. So that's why, like in my mind, I'm like, well, if you could figure out a way to balance, not balance you like the heat, love the heat, cool, sure. if you could touch the cold yeah. from time to time, right. just so your body knows how to yes. do it, I think is a good strategy. Yeah. Um, so the breath, you've mentioned that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the breath is a very uh, fascinating topic because yeah. I believe that it it's one of the most impactful tools that any human being can use to just about help anything. Sure.
2: I agree (laughs) Just about anything Yeah
0: And I don't think That enough people Know that Or even like That that's even On anybody's radar
1: You know I will say I do think more And more people Are realizing That it is important Just Mm -hmm. because Like with the pandemic I feel like A lot of places Touched on mental health And you know I heard on the Today Mm -hmm. show Every time I would Watch it You know like Do breathing Do meditation Mm -hmm. Do you know So I feel like It's getting there Mm -hmm. You know it's Getting there slow Mm Mm-hmm but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. So I think people were more aware than they were maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. but still so many people don't realize or even know like, oh, if I'm having a hard day, let me just take a minute, tap into my breath, take a deep breath in, deep breath out and like how much better it can make you feel mm-hmm. just by doing that like once, twice, three times,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you just feel a thousand times better because you feel calm, you feel more in control of your emotions, like whatever it is, it's getting you worked up or, you know. But I agree.
0: Most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so talk to me then about Oops, what you have both learned through yoga and what you have learned by teaching people from yoga about the breath and the body. Uh, like, why? why is it that yoga instructor's help us and remind us to breathe so often in a in a position moving through a position staying in a position like whatever it is
1: well Well, it's one of those things i mean we learn to do that in our training because you know when you're in a certain posture it can get uncomfortable so you know that reminder to tap into your breath is going to help you Maybe get better into that posture is going to help you feel a little less uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to help you get the most out of the practice by being cued to breathe over and over. Because when you are uncomfortable, when you're tense or whatever, you don't breathe. Everybody does it. It's natural. Like, you hold your breath for some reason. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. So, you know, for me, it's just second nature. I cue it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, breathe, 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 breathe. I say it all the time. I don't even realize that I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. But so many people after class are like, were you talking to me because I wasn't breathing? And I was like, no. But I, I mean, I know that because everybody does that. Everybody holds their breath when they're uncomfortable. And you do it inside and outside of the yoga studio. I mean, when you're stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, you know, sometimes like you hold your breath or your shoulders go up to your ears or your body tenses up. So for me, like my biggest cues are shoulders down and back like relax your jaw relax your face you know any areas that feel tight like take a moment to observe your body what areas feel tight and tense if so just soften those areas and just those little cues really help people get a better practice because they're able to get into better postures and then they're learning to tap into their breath and they can take that outside of the studio you know and just anytime they feel those same feelings of tightness and tension they have like my voice in the back of their mind like relax and I only say that because so many people have said I hear your voice when I'm driving and my you know my shoulders are up to my ears to bring them down and back or I had a really stressful meeting and I heard your voice in my ear like relax take a deep breath so you know for me I'm just doing my job by cueing it but for them they really can take it to heart because they're learning how to use their breath and learning how to use those different aspects of yoga you know in the yoga world and outside in the real world. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, how do you think that breathing helps move through a posture? So, like, if you're in a static position and mm-hmm. you're breathing through a posture, how how is it that it helps you move into it better?
1: You know, I mean, I don't know that it necessarily helps you move into it better, but mm-hmm. it, you're more aware. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're not uncomfortable by mm-hmm. holding your breath. So, like, for me, like, for yoga, posture is like a yoga flow. You know, like, if you're inhaling and exhaling, you're just more connected with your body. You're more in tune. You know, the more you breathe, the more you move. It just kind of works together. So, you know, you just get more out of the practice by being in tune with your body and being in tune with your breath. Don't know if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. um, or if that really answers what your question is, but you know, like in a static posture, you're not really doing a whole lot of static postures. You know, you're Mm -hmm. I mean, you do occasionally, Mm -hmm. but you know, yoga is about just movement and Mm -hmm. breath, you know, and if you are holding a posture, just being in tune with your body, breathing in, breathing out, it's gonna help you, you know, you inhale when you tend to inhale, you tend to create space and Mm -hmm. when you exhale, you kind of move into that space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like for example, if we're doing a forward fold Mm -hmm. and you're bent over, well, if you inhale and maybe like lift an inch, if you exhale, you can really just let your body relax Mm -hmm. and move deeper into that Mm -hmm. posture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just, they go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to use your breath to get the maximum benefit out of, yoga postures or really anything
0: well weight training is a big thing as well yeah um you know the breath oxygen Mm -hmm. feeds the muscle like literally you can't contract a muscle without oxygen and so learning to follow your breath while you're doing the lift is very important Mm -hmm. because if you hold your breath for too long you will literally restrict the amount of the lift that you can do, Right. be that number of reps, be that amount of weight, not that we're here trying to break world records or anything, but even someone who's just simply trying to learn how to do push-ups correctly, right. learning how to do a push-up correctly, in the breathing pattern, that's best to go with the concentric part of the movement right. when you're lowering down toward the floor, and then the, um, I'm sorry, the eccentric part of the movement when you're lowering down to the floor, and then the concentric movement when you're pushing back away from the floor, just learning mm-hmm. that pattern. Right and learning when to inhale and exhale is life, not life changing maybe a strong word but it's, it, it it's improves important people's lifting yes. here and when it improves when they realize that it's impacting their abilities in here and they start to realize how it's impacting their abilities potentially outside of here as well. right, right. Um, we don't as much hit on it from a more Spiritual, relaxing standpoint. As much as I'd like us to be able to, sure. we do it at the end of our classes. We'll sit down with our class, and um, um, at least the dedicated people who stick around. For you non-dedicated people who are not sticking around <laughs> and doing stretching and breathing after class, um, <laughs> this is not a shame on you, kind of moment. But maybe it is. <laughs> I was just say it sounds like it, maybe a little bit. <laughs> we all uh, have them. We all have them. Like, I would never be like that. Um, Let's just say it's not anything I wouldn't say to anybody's face. Sorry. <laughs> at any rate. Um, But yes, that is definitely a very important point because when it comes to high intensity exercise, one of the best ways to recover is to immediately start to get your body back down mm-hmm. into a parasympathetic mm-hmm. state. Like as soon as possible. Uh, so many people will go to a high intensity or even maybe even a run, which is depending on how hard you're running, can be super high intensity sure. as well. But. Um, but, you know, you go to a high-intensity kind of workout and then get done, jump to your car, and immediately move to the next thing, you haven't had any transition right. time. You right. haven't had that relaxed time where you're teaching your body to get, to go from sympathetic right. to Right. to get it to calm down, to get it to relax. Yeah. And I think that that goes into what you're talking about in the real world, where
1: when you do that,
0: then you recognize that more often in the real world.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you recognize to use that breathing more often in the real world. Right which I think is really where the work pays off, yeah. if you will. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that's
0: kind of what the thing is about.
1: I mean, I tell people all the time, if you're feeling stressed at a meeting, just drop to the ground, lay on your back, hands to the belly, take a big breath in and a big breath out. Mm-hmm. People might look at you weird, but so be it. whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're they're gonna be stressed out, and you're not. I know. You'll be able to respond and not react.
1: I know. That's what I tell them. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's ever actually done it, but
0: <laughs> send me a video. Send <laughs> me a video, sure please. Tag have. me at the studio. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that one.
1: I know. We're like, there's a, a song. So, like my Hot 60 class, it's the same playlist, same movement, same everything. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is it's supposed to be structured like mm-hmm. that. And, um, like there's a song during like the resting point, the resting posture, and the mid midpoint. And I heard it one time in Chipotle. And I'm like, I want to go into Shavasana right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like, anyone would look at me weird? <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, hmm. But, you know, it's just like instinct. to hear that song, you lay on your mat and you breathe. So
0: yeah. it was just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Most definitely. Um, what else has yoga taught
2: you?
1: Well, it has taught me to detach from outcomes. Mm-hmm. I will say that's the best thing that I've probably learned from yoga.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just, you know, you like i said i'm i'm kind of a controlling person by nature
2: and mm-hmm.
1: you know it's a flaw but it's also a good quality because it's what has helped me build my business it what it's what has helped me run boston 5 times i mean it it's the reason why i'm successful but it also is the reason why like i just can't let things go mm-hmm. in the sense like you know it's okay to not run 50 miles a week it's okay to you know take a day off and rest you know it's okay to you know, have a spot on the wall. Like, you know, like I'm when it comes to the studio, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a clean freak and yeah, everything has to look great. Um, so in like in that sense, you know, that's still a work in progress, but I have learned to detach from outcomes when it comes to like the studio and stuff. And, you know, like as far as like my health goes I mean I do the best that I can mm-hmm. every day I mean with also living my life you know mm-hmm. um, so you know I, I had for a long time this fear like my dad had cancer in his 40s and my grandpa had cancer in his 40s and it was a, both of them had very rare cancers Um, my grandpa though he he was able to be okay and he lived until his 80s and he ended up dying of colon cancer in his 80s but you know my dad's side his mom, his dad, his sister, and him have all had, you know, cancer. So I had a fear. I had, you know, I kind of have a fear of that happening to me because mm-hmm. I re- resembled that side of the family. But what can you do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've I've learned to detach from outcomes because if you sit and you worry about whether or not the studio is going to be open in five years or whether or not I'm going to, you know, be riddled with cancer in five years, you know, you can only do so much. So that's why it's like, Whatever. you Mm got to detach from it, and Mm -hmm. you just got to live your life. Mm -hmm. So in some aspects, I'm better at it than others, but that probably has been the best thing that I have learned from Mm -hmm. it. And also, like, body acceptance, you know, like, it teaches you how to accept things for you. I mean, that is really what helped me crawl out of my eating disorder was the yoga for sure. Mm -hmm. And it helped me heal from my dad's death. So there's just so many things that just weirdly going on your mat and laying and breathing and, you know, doing these things can really just help you heal it like help heal my soul Mm -hmm. so you know as much as I never thought that I was going to do this for a living Mm -hmm. you know I fought it every step of the way I didn't want to do it I didn't want to open a studio um it definitely was not on my radar uh, but I firmly believe that it was in my life plan and you know I remember like I was voted the most likely to open a studio in my yoga teacher training class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you guys are crazy. I don't want to do that. I wanted to do dental hygiene like three days a week and then maybe teach at other places. So that was my intention. Um, And then I got home and I couldn't really find a studio that really resonated with me that I wanted to teach at, like to do it the way that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I found like a couple of jobs here and there, but I was like, this isn't it. And then, you know, my husband called me and he was like, I found like this place. It's for rent. I think you should do it. And I was like, No, I don't want to do that. And he's like, I think you'd be really good at it. It's only, it's so cheap. It's only like 800 square feet. Just try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, great. And I kind of said that too. And before I knew it, I was ordering yoga mats. <laughs> so I was like, "Damn it! <laughs> Why am I doing Damn, this?" If I didn't have this
0: place built out. I know. These, uh... I'm like,
1: "Son of a bitch! I don't <laughs> want to do this. I'm going to order 12 yoga mats." And yeah. so, I like just I feel like it was bigger than me. Yeah. So it has taught me that, you know, like I said, detach from the outcome, but you're never. Gonna fuck up something that's meant for you, mm-hmm. like so. Like that's why I don't have attachment to it because if it's meant for me, if I am meant to do this, it will happen. And if not, whatever, I'm gonna do something else. Mm-hmm. So maybe something else is is waiting for me around the corner that's mm-hmm. bigger and better. So you know, you just do the best that you can, and if it works, great, and if it doesn't, great. And so that is definitely the best thing that I've learned and taken away from it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Sorry, I cuss a lot. I'm very sorry to your mom and dad. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. So sorry. Oh geez, it's just who I am. I can't Uh-oh. help it. <laughs> um that's funny. Um, no, that's beautiful.
1: I just, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy what I'm doing. And as long as you're doing that, then mm-hmm. that's all that matters. And you know, I will say one thing that is like kinda helped me too. I'm not a religious person by any means. I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't go to church. It's not for me, it's not my thing, but I'm mm-hmm. very spiritual and it mm-hmm. has really helped connect me to the spiritual aspect of, you know, just life right. and being here and living and, you know, doing what you can while you're here. And, you know, I mean, I, I really obviously I miss my dad so, so much, and I would give anything for him to come back. But I am at a point now where with yoga and you know, it's it's a type of therapy for me anyway. And so now like having the studio is definitely therapeutic for me because you know, it has my dad's number all over the place. I mean, when I see people running down the road and they're wearing a forty-three shirt, it's just like a little symbol well, that for me.
2: Normal?
1: Well, so it was his lucky number. So uh-huh. it was his football number growing up. Yeah. And then, so it was always his lucky number, and we kind yeah. of all knew, like you know, it was just like, oh, dad's favorite number is forty-three yeah. because it was his high school jersey. It was like his baseball umpiring. It was just like his lucky uh-huh. number, you know. Cool. And so then, like my brother had it in high school mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, his favorite color was purple, and his favorite number was 43. And we just all kind of, like, knew that. So, um, you know, so I, when I opened the studio, I was like, well, it's got to be Studio 43. Like, I got to have my dad resembled in here some way, somehow. And uh, so that's what I chose. And um, so when I see, you know, people all over town representing, it's just like, it's therapeutic for me. It still helps me heal from my dad's death. So I can say now, after 13 years, that, like I said, as much as I miss him, I also have a lot of gratitude for what happened because that was, like, the darkest time of my life, but look what came out of it. I mean, there are so many people who have healed, like, tremendously from coming to the studio, and, you know, when they're like, oh, I thank you so much, don't thank me, you know, like, I'm just – doing my
2: job and what I love to do,
1: but, you know, I give so much credit to my dad because, you know, the things that he instilled in me and the way that, you know, he really just helped me as a human and grow, and I'm just passing that on. So now I have gratitude for his death because it just created something so much bigger than anyone could have ever thought. So, you know, it's really cool. So I love when I see the number all over, and you do see it all over. I mean, Won the
0: flying pig last year.
1: I know. It was really cool. It was all yeah. over the news. But, like, my brother-in-law, uh, he used to, like, work at O'Charlie's. He was the manager there. And he messaged me one day. He said, there are four different sets of tables here all wearing, like, Studio 43 stuff. Like, it's really cool to see. You know, you can't go to Kroger without seeing someone with a sweatshirt on or running down Poplar Ridge, someone running or walking. Mm-hmm. Or So for me, those are just, like, little... Signs and reminders that what I'm doing is for a bigger purpose.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Super cool. Yeah. Um, Nikki, appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you recognize what you do. Thanks. Um, as always, being the person who is doing the thing, you don't want to take any credit, but you definitely, um, you definitely deserve a lot of it. Well, I understand. <laughs> I understand why yeah. you're not. Trust me. Totally understand why. So I'm not shaming you, saying <laughs> that you should. You better just take all this credit <laughs> and deal with it. Um, but uh, even though I haven't been there in a long time, I appreciate <laughs> what you do. Thanks. Um, and I do think it's super awesome as well.
1: Thanks. Same to you. What you do is really awesome too. I'm glad that we're kind of in the same thing together. So.
0: Most
2: definitely, sister. Yeah, thanks. Right. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks. Ah, later.